Hello everyone, my name is Lauren Baxter, and in this podcast, I'll be talking about the inequality between men and women. So, most of us know about some of the big issues, including lower wages for women, lower chances of scoring higher positions in a company, less authority for those women that do, and the expectations for a woman as a wife and mother to also take on the duties of keeping up the house, etc. There's so many. <laughs> the list just goes on. In this podcast, I want to specifically talk about the male gaze. The male gaze is how a man perceives a woman. This usually ends up in the woman being sexualized and objectified because their worth is based on how a man sees her. This is a really big problem in visual media because all visual media, well, most visual media, is made to appeal to the white male gaze. The male gaze is extremely harmful to women and it begins at a young age. Little girls grow up seeing this type of media and they wonder why they don't look like what they are told is attractive. Because the male gaze is most commonly that of a white man, this is even more damaging to women of color. Besides the visual media playing a part in this, the way other women respond can add to this damage. Many mothers, including my own, say, will say, or have said harmful things to their daughters that contribute to this problem. And they build these toxic ideas in these little girls' minds. One of the most popular things that I still hear today is, if he hurts you, that means he likes you. Something along those lines. I hear it when I'm at the grocery store, and I hear it from my aunts when they tell my little cousins. It's such a messed up thing to put in your child's head, don't you think? But mothers today grew up hearing the same thing when they were younger. But the problem is, they still think that it's harmless. I think that's a big problem with our previous generations. From what I've seen, parents either parent the same way they were raised, or they completely do the opposite. My mom grew up in a very strict household, but when she was raising me, everything was pretty lenient, and I felt like I could talk to her about anything. But some things always (laughs) slip through the cracks. I think that even if we are trying to be completely the opposite of our parents, we are still our mother's daughters. Sayings that we hear when we are younger from the way form the way that we see ourselves and the world. They may normalize things that probably shouldn't be normalized. I think this generation is changing a lot of things for the world, and it's finally time to stop this this toxic cycle among so many others. I believe we have a different type of strive to change the place we live in. Touching on what I just brought up, When you're doing anything around a child, even if they do it subconsciously, 
they will internalize it. I read in an article earlier this week that compared children to sponges. They just soak up and take in everything around them. Kids are always picking them up. They're always picking up things that they see. And to them, everything is normal because that's all they know. I think this is a really big thing for girls especially because, at least for me, I would see myself and my mom and so many times I've seen girls grow up to be exactly like their moms. And they put themselves in the same situations as their moms did. In an article I was reading, the author, a woman of color, touched on the subject of the male gaze and ideas that were pushed on her at a young age. The first thing that Catherine Garcia talks about is how growing up, she felt that she was only allowed to be attracted and be romantic with men of color. But at a young age, she developed a crush on a white boy, and when he didn't like her back, she believed that it was because she was not the same as him. She thought that she was unattractive solely because that's what he thought of her. And so she began to base her value on this. To me, one of the most impactful things that she says is, and I quote, From that moment, and probably even before that point, I based my desirability and worth according to how I thought white men responded to me. I didn't yet realize it, but I was subtly being shaped by white supremacy in the form of the white male gaze. Like I touched on earlier, for women of color, the male gaze is even harder on them. Going along with what Garcia talked about, at a young age, women begin to base their worth on how a white man perceives them. Garcia continues to talk about this and how the white male gaze goes even further than the original theory of the male gaze. It acknowledges that, and I quote, race makes the experience of objectification different for women of color because although all women are objectified in media, whiteness is idealized in a way that celebrates the beauty of white women in a way that women of color are not. End quote. They're given this idea of what an attractive woman looks like, and it doesn't look like them. With this ideology, it starts to become hard for women to value themselves, when that really should not be the case. This is something I plan on talking about in the next episode. But in this episode, I hope you learned some things that you didn't know before, and everyone can take something away from this. Thank you for listening to my podcast, and I hope you stick around for the next two that are coming out later this week. Thank you.